Hi, it's Emily from Emily's Rock Show. This is the fourth and final part of the interview I got Delia Van Gogh to record for me. Hope you enjoy it. Check out their latest single, Boneyard. And, yeah, enjoy. All right, hi, Emily. Thanks, uh, thanks very much for having us. I'm Isaac. I'm the guitar player with Dally Van Gogh. I'm Lance. I'm the bass player in Dally Van Gogh. I'm Rochelle, and I'm the keyboard player in Valley Van Gogh. I'm John, I'm the lead vocalist and frontman. Nice to meet you, Emily. Concert and can't count it down and go show. Ooh. Favorite concert you ever been to? I got I got a a number of answers, but I got probably I know my easy one. Um, Judas Priest live at the Metro Center. I went to my brother brought bought me tickets to it because he knew I was a Mastodon fan and Mastodon was opening for them. And I went there and we sat there and we watched Mastodon. And I thought that was all great. And then Judas Priest came out on stage and I I mean obviously I was familiar with Judas Priest. But this was a whole other friggin' experience. That is far and away, in my opinion, the best concert I've ever seen. Um, Rob... Halford. Halford, thank you. I was gonna say Hatford. <laughs> I don't know why. Rob Halford was, like, literally everything I would ever want in a front man incarnate. Like, it was just... The guy walked out, because the band started out, out there on their own, and then he came out... He started singing off stage first, and then he came out with like a cane, like a rock god cane with skulls on it and stuff, and these big giant boots, and that's just image will stick with me forever. And he immediately was like, the entire Metro Center was in the palm of his hands. Yeah. And he hadn't even done anything yet. Yeah. Um, very similar thing happened with Tony Iommi and Black Sabbath. Yeah. Um, which was funny, because I figured it would have been Ozzy, but specifically Tony, for whatever reason, the second he started playing, that was it. The guy, the guy was in everybody's brain. It was, yeah. it was really uh, a unique uh, thing to experience. That hopefully, I mean, maybe someday we can have that effect on somebody. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, Judas Priest would be the best concert I've ever seen. Mm. What about you guys? For me, it's between two. Well, one's pretty close, but one is definitely the one that's pretty close is. Uh, Billy Talent in on their uh, the Dead Silence tour when they came to Halifax played the Canary Center. That was kind of was my first like standing room show that I'd nice. ever been to. I was like sixteen. My dad took me. That was the last concert my dad said he'd ever take me to because he felt like, he said he felt like a creep because he was still in this cool. room of like teenagers and my dad was like. <laughs> 48 at the time. And there done that. I mean, 15, he went, and uh, Mariana's Trench. He went sat in the back with everybody. I had a great time. But that was because Billy Town is pro is one of my like favorite bands. And I got like right up front and just it was just to experience them. And they played phenomenally, even though it was the end of the tour. But number one is far and away Metallica when they played On the Hill. On the Hill. Because when I was Oh, I was there. That was kind of shortly after I was the whole guitar hero and getting into mm -hmm. bigger and bigger band. 
and I had gotten I had gotten really into Metallica from Guitar Hero Three, and then the Metallica Guitar Hero that came out, and like they were just everything to me. And my dad jokingly, because he was like, "They'll never come here," was like, "If they ever come to Halifax, we'll go. I'll buy you tickets and we'll go." Thinking mm-hmm. okay. they're never coming back to Halifax. It's Metallica. And then I think it was 2014. Or 2011, 2011. It was June 14th, 2011. Because I still remember the shirt. It was like stamped yeah. on the shirt. They came and it rained like no tomorrow. And people were just out there in the mud. And it was like on the hill. As, it, it, wasn't should, on the as it should be for a Metallica show. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Knee deep in mud. Yeah. <laughs> and... I like it on the hill though because if you could see everything, you could see it was everything. Great. You just oh, I can't see. I'll run up the hill. Yeah, as if you yeah. ever have that problem, Lance, yeah. the giant. So, listen, <laughs> but and I remember the band before Metallica was Coheed Cambria, which I had never heard, and mm-hmm. they were great. Um, and they went off. Everything was getting set up, and then like the clouds parted, the sun came out, and Ecstasy Gold started playing. Like the second it mm-hmm. started playing. The skies cleared and the sun came out, and then they started. That guy was like, "Oh, Metallica!" Yeah, God yeah. was like, "Metallica's yeah. playing." I, I, I get out of the way. I watch this too. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember like every second of that show, and I still like just for fun they do Metallica was just like live recordings of their stuff, and there's a recording of Sanitarium from Halifax, and I'll just watch it just for the sake of it, mm. just to be like, just to relive it. Nice. Yeah. Um, I have two that come to mind. The f- first one I can think of is seeing Rush. Oh yeah, I bet that was awesome. That was awesome, and and it's especially awesome to think back now because you know it had been twenty plus years, maybe twenty five plus years since they had come to Halifax. So I was really lucky to go see them. And then of course this year we lost Neil Peart, the drummer. So it's even more special that I got to see them when I did. Um, that concert was just. It was amazing just watching all the technicality of their playing, and I was just in awe mm. of, the, of, of watching them. Uh, but I think the best experience-wise would have to be Paul McCartney, because mm. it was just... It's there's Paul such a, it, that Yeah, it's, you're seeing a legend. You're seeing a freaking Beatle on stage, and it was just such a good show, and... And just seeing the whole crowd just singing along every word to every song, it was it was amazing. My and, biggest regret yeah. in life is not going to that rush. Oh, Bert. Oh, it's a rush? rush? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Paul McCartney, I was young when Paul McCartney was here. Like, I was like, it was a long time ago. It was like 2008. 2009. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like 10 or 11. God. Uh, How about you, John? For me, um, well, I'd say like a... This, uh, I went to a Crash, Crash Karma show. Crash Karma is a Canadian band. They were um, playing at uh, Hunters in Charlottetown. Cool. Really? Awesome freaking venue. And um, I went there with my uh, buddy Donald. May he rest in peace. And uh, you don't see a lot of bands play as uh, tightly as they did that night. And I just remember being like just very, very impressed. And the fact that it was with my, my best friend. Was, um, you know, that memory always stands out in my mind. Um, the only other one that I can think of is, uh, I don't even remember the name of this band. I remember I was, it was another gig I was dragged to with my, um, mom. I remember I was uh, 11 years old and this was this kind of a variety event and this jazz band came on and they were like very energetic and very fast. 
and I was sitting right up front, and I was just like in, right in front of the guitarist, and I was in front of the keyboardist, and just watching like the finger work uh, between like just my head going back and forth, just like watching both of them. Like to me, it was like more thrilling than a roller coaster ride. That's honestly, cool. mm. yeah. Sure. That that that's that's a very strong memory that stands out to me. Absolutely. Okay. So similar similar question for everybody. Um, what's the first album you can remember buying yourself? Um, it's a kind of magic by Queen. This one's embarrassing. I was ten, and I got Grammy nominees two thousand. So it was a compilation CD, and it was exciting for me because I grew up with you know listening to class classic rock and all that stuff, and it was my first real modern music CD, even though a lot of the songs <laughs> I look back now, it's it's not, mm. you know, my type of music, but it's the first one I ever got. I played it on repeat. Some Ricky Martin on there, Christina Aguilera. Mm, that... Ricky Martin. <laughs> nice. I can't, I don't remember if I bought this album or if I got it for like Christmas or my birthday, but I, I remember it being like the first CD I ever owned was a Paul Brandt CD, and I don't remember what album That's it was. Random. Oh, I was when I was younger. My mom was into country music, okay. So I was also really into country music. Yeah, the like mid two thousands kind of country, and Paul Brandt did a cover of Convoy, and I like I was a kid who liked trucks. Yeah. So, so you were like, cool. I know every word to that song. <laughs> like I can recite that like perfectly. Very nice. Um, yeah, I remember that. That's probably like one of the first ones I owned. I do remember buying Billy Talent 3 when I kind of started getting into heavier music. For for me, man, the problem is it's a long time ago now. Um, I definitely very, very early in my life, like I was probably 14 or 15, so working my first kind of like, you know, kid part-time job thing, mm. um, picked up Steppenwolf's Greatest Hits. Ooh. Uh, Good choice. Yeah, well, I only knew I only knew two songs, and I knew Magic Carpet Ride and Border Wild. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and honestly, God, truth, didn't like most of the CD. That's all. You but really I definitely bought it for sure with my own money. Um, in around that time, I was right into I was I was trying to get into like rock music when I was in junior high. You know, when I was very young, I was listening to what my parents listened to, obviously. So my my mom was so into country like piles and piles and piles of country garth brooks Celine Dion. um Celine Dion's not country. oh no sorry not Celine. she was in Celine Dion. sorry um shania, shania twain, twain. Shania twain. I mean, she's something country, like that but yeah <laughs> um and then my dad was into like 70s you know i don't want to call it mainstream rock but like elm john sticks uh stuff that wasn't not like the hair so metal like, scene like the mm. pop rock the poppy rock, rock end so I listened to a lot of Elton John and stuff as a kid, and then in junior high, um, I was like the right age when um, American Idiot came out from Green Day, and that was like when I was like, oh, rock and punk and like harder stuff is a mm. thing. Um, and so from there, I started trying to, because this is also like, this is early enough that I was, you know, I, you couldn't go and find all these music videos on YouTube. They didn't exist yet. Yeah. Um, so YouTube if I wanted to download yet. stuff, YouTube Barely. existed. It was it started because I was watching Phelps and Franco at that time. So fifteen years old, right? Yeah. Um, 
but I was watching, I was getting, uh, you know, if I wanted to download stuff, it was LimeWire. So I'd have to give my computer, uh, like, a sexual, uh, transmitted disease in order to, to get stuff. Here, but I downloaded, one thing I downloaded, I downloaded the entire discography of ACDC. Yeah. At one point. Um, but one of the earliest things I ever downloaded, and I didn't know that it was pirated, and it's funny enough because it came full circle later, was a very early leaked demo of Better by Guns N' Roses from Chinese Democracy. And this was like full on four or five years before the song came out. And I still wish I had that demo because I could swear to you that that demo is better than the song that they released. Mm. But that also could just be my nostalgic brain. That's true. We often remember things as yeah. way better than they were. It must have been something with LimeWire because there was some songs that I downloaded and I had been listening to demo versions of it, mm -hmm. not realizing that was A lot of pirated demo versions version. of these songs ended up on LimeWire, available yeah. on LimeWire. Because that was still, that was very shortly after the era of like pirated tapes and CDs and stuff. And you'd, you'd you know, stick a microphone on it for a tape recorder on in front of the radio to get songs. No, 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 that, no, 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 no. That, that, was, that was not official. You saw it at the radio. The best thing, your best, best thing to do was have one of those double cassette things mm -hmm. and you like have one playing it and you had the other one just recording it and you just right. do that at the same time. Well, that's an option too. Oh, yeah. Hey, the art of a very well put together mixtape is not something to be underestimated. Right. It is a lost art. Or right. system of a down put out still this album and the entire B side of the tape was blank. So you could... Yeah. Single yep. music. Yep, yep, totally. Um, so the earliest thing that I can think of that I basically I pirated was was that that Guns N' Roses better. Because I was looking up Guns N' Roses trying to get stuff. Yeah. And this this popped up. And yeah, it was like this weird weirdly recorded version of it. But the big thing that strikes me now is that like, you know, Axel uh, his voice, his age and all this kind of stuff. But it was very obvious that like this demo from his, the way his voice sounded was done in the '90s, like before he had he had gone down, downhill the way that he right. has a lot now. Um, so there, it's like old. If you think of like Use Your Illusion era Axl Rose singing better off that new record, that's what it sounded like. Mm. Um, so I didn't even know it was a demo. I thought it was the song, and I, then I, afterwards I tried to find the album that it was on, and I couldn't find it, and wigged me out, and eventually I figured out I was like, oh, this hasn't come out yet. Um, and then four years later, <laughs> they dropped the record. Dream. It was weird, yeah. But that's that's the early one, and that was like the first. That was like my first real foray into Guns N' Roses, and it wasn't even like real Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that one. Um, the early days of online pirating music, man. It was I know. Dangerous it's totally place. strange. I did totally not have world. sexual relations with, with that, that woman. woman. <laughs> um, but I did with her mouth. <laughs> uh, okay, so the last one is kind of a, a question because I, I would assume that the UK is still in lockdown because they're asking what have you been up to during lockdown. So I mean, we kind of still are, but not nearly like not we, were. Nearly we were in lockdown like a few months ago. So again, I don't know exactly what's going on with you guys in the UK. I hope everything's going well. well it varies staying, by country as yeah, well. So. Yeah, staying safe and staying healthy, and and um, uh, you know that you don't have a leader who's saying, "Hey, masks don't do anything" or anything like that. Drink bleach. Well, we don't bleach. Have that. No, we don't. We don't. That's Our what I'm neighbors. Saying. Have Our that. neighbors do though. Um, but. But we're so we're lucky enough that we're not in like a total lockdown anymore. Mm. Um, no, we, we uh, are, you know, the we're Atlantic all bubble in the same has room. been a very successful endeavor. Yeah, the yes. Atlantic bubble is kind of a 
We're actually in one of the safest places on the continent, honestly. Yeah. We're in one of the safer places. So we're, we're a bit better yeah, out, right but uh, well, a lot of working from home. The only cases are travel-related right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, yeah. In the entirety of Atlanta, Canada, there's like 13 cases. Yeah. Like, it's very, very, very low, and there's something like 3 million people out here. So, it's pretty good. Ah, uh, um, maybe. Well, there's a million. Maybe 3 million people. There's, well, there's a million people in Nova Scotia. There's, there's about 800,000 in New Brunswick. Oh, uh, yeah, I always forget. Right? Then you got Newfoundland and PEI. Yeah, right? I always forget there's how many people in Yeah, New Brunswick is higher populated than you think. Yeah. Um, They're just spread out. Yeah, bigger province. Um, but, yeah. uh, so when we were in lockdown, we were working on that demo. Um, yeah, we were working on. We did, about, well, we did about three demos. Because we did Little, Little Hell, Dear Father, Dear Father Past Crimes. We demoed all. We demoed. We all oh we we yeah we did a, like a demo recording of those live. But I'm talking about like once we couldn't even get together when we were in. No yeah we now. did we did Dear Father and Past Crimes demos at home because I remember did sending we? you bass tracks for them. That was yeah, really early. Yeah, that was that really early. Yeah, that was still like back in like March. Ah, like March April. Yeah. So before yeah so we were in we were totally shut down from March through to mid June. Now, I know I worked through the whole thing, but I think all You're of you, one. I was the only one who worked through the entire You guys worked for a while. And then, uh, two weeks. I worked uh, two weeks yeah. from home, and then, and then I was like, laid off. Was laid off. <laughs> yeah. Johnny was uh, furloughed for a little while. Johnny Johnny got laid off very briefly. Johnny, but Johnny yeah, got back to work He didn't get laid off, that. he just had to quarantine. Yeah, no, he had to quarantine because of his fiance. Well, no, no, no. He was for he was out of work for a little bit too, and when it first started, they were there was like a week or so where yeah. there was no collective serve. Initially, yeah, no, no, because no, he, no that home. was because of his. He was home because someone at his, uh, one of the nursing homes that Jamie was working at had got, COVID. Uh, I think that happened after. No, I had to misremember. Yeah, no, that was yeah. pretty. Yeah, that was when it was starting to get bad. Because even he says he only had two weeks. Yeah, he only had the two weeks off, and yeah, but we've been, like you said, pretty shut. We were shut down like hard March through June, which was fun because I'm still in college. Yep. So that was fun to try to deal with. I bet. There was just like three weeks of like nothing, and then all of a sudden it was like, you got to do all this work with online stuff. And I had to drive out to one of my teachers. I had to drive an hour to one of my teachers' house to like get some old 80s test equipment from him to try to finish <laughs> a project that I was working on, mm -hmm. which helped and didn't help. But that was some of the weirdest stuff especially like the weirdest thing i don't know how much you guys went out during when it was hard locked down but like here driving here. from here bizarre my teacher like out bedford way yeah. driving like an hour like through a very populated and area of city and oh, there's car, like car. like i drove out like go out the magazine mm -hmm. which is like packed Usually. All day, oh, most of the day. Weird. It's yeah, like so scary. dead empty. Yeah, it's weird. And I remember grocery shopping was really tense for at mm. first. Like, best thing that happened about all this is like people started. You well, Superstore has this whole like online thing, mm -hmm. but like pickup. That's just what we still do. That that was the easiest thing. You put it a grocery order in online. You park outside the store. They put it in your car for you. Perfect. The dollar store got self checkouts now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was We're exciting. Going up in the world with but, yeah, I agree. I mean, with the, one of the weirdest things was, uh, you know, here again. I'm not sure how things kind of went down in the UK, um, but here things went from totally fine to completely shut it was down. State of emergency. Really fast. It was like three weeks. Yeah. 
Um, it was so a big they, they handled that very well. Yeah. Uh, at, at that, honestly. Yeah. I, right. I no. Oh, oh, I'm not complaining. But but it was. It was the, a shock. The, to the, the juxtaposition of life is normal and life is totally not normal. Yeah. In a very short period of time. Yeah, was because very it went. It went. Uh, mid-March there, when everything kind of started to shut down, like, schools were going to be closed for a couple extra weeks after March break. Right. To try to see what was going to happen. And then they started putting on these advisories of, like, stay home if you can. If you're still going to go to work, whatever. Don't go out to social events. Social events shouldn't happen. You shouldn't go to parks, which it was March, so it wasn't that big of a deal here. Because it was still kind of cold. But, like, stuff like that. And they tried to, like, ease into it, and no one listened. Mm-hmm. Like the go- like the provincial government yeah. was like, take it easy, everybody stay home, we can control this. Nobody listened, nope. and then our premier was just like, all right, you're That's all fine. Everyone, up. yeah, literally, literally the home. Well, literally all grounded. Was we had a really a, a day of really nice warm weather in mm-hmm. March. Yes, and that is what happened. Everybody went out. Went outside. It was, it was Easter weekend. Yeah, beaches yeah. were full of people. It was Easter weekend. And, it uh, got, like, we are creatures of habit. No, yeah. I don't think it was Easter weekend. It was. Or it was before that or something. But yeah, it got to like 20 degrees here and mm-hmm. like everybody just like, let's go outside. And then the following day, our premier was like, all right, we no one's grounded. listening. So we're grounding the whole province <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and that lasted through to mid-June. Yeah. Um, so we had a few months of like quite literally nothing. I didn't see us, another soul during that time. Yeah, yeah. no, it was just... Uh, well, they started to ease stuff up in May. We could have bubbles. Yeah, you could have, like, a, a group of five yeah, family, people. Yeah, the family bubble thing, yeah. You could be in a bubble with another family or whatever. Yeah. Because I think it, I think but it was pretty strange. started getting back to jamming in May. No. I think it was before June. No, we didn't get, started, we didn't get back to jamming until it was after when we would have played Buck Cherry. Remember? That was the end of yeah. May. That was the that and that was, was the end, end of, of May. May, right? So, so it would have been in early, maybe the very end of May or early June. Yeah, I think it was right after get together as a group. But that was the best know. thing for me was once, once uh, of all the things I missed, I missed getting together as a band. Or yeah, I missed just stuff. playing. Yeah, um, so that's been. Um, I mean, that's uh, hopefully we can find a way. Let's say we get the second wave in um, the winter or whatever. Cross your fingers, we don't. Um, that we managed to find a way to at least keep that going because uh, if there's a silver lining to all of this um there's kind of two of them but the first one is is people appreciating like face-to-face people interaction because we're all so so hooked on our phones and Man, the whole world's right, plugged right. in now and and you know i mean there's 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 a uh, a trend going on with young people who like they don't like they're they almost get anxiety about making phone calls and stuff right yep which to me, seems very strange, but for a generation who grew up with smartphones, it's not so weird because they're I, all texting people. I had to talk myself right? into making a doctor's appointment the other day. Right, so it's <laughs> it strange, was like a right? five minute conversation. But with now, myself. now, mm-hmm. you know, people are going, "Oh, I miss people." Yeah. Um, and so, kind of in that same ballpark, hopefully, there's a new appreciation for the arts because we've. Um, I don't know if you're familiar over there, Emily, with this, but there's there was a, a Facebook group that blew up into this international sensation called the the Nova Scotia Kitchen Party. Ultimate, ultimate the Nova ultimate Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia Kitchen, Kitchen Party. Um, that uh, just started as a few people over here in Nova Scotia trying to like connect musicians with people so that people could do live streaming. And people could now there's like a half something. a million people or something I think on it's, it. I think it- 
half it's, a million. It's crazy. It I blew was up watching someone thing. from New Zealand oh, on there one day. It was awesome. Um, and it showed it just it showed how important art and music and things are to everyone's day to day well being. Um, and I feel like that's something that you know prior to this a lot of people kind of took for granted. Um, certainly, you know the um, music industry hasn't been kind. Um, mm. With where you know royalties have gone with streaming and and um, you know you can't. We were getting a little now. bit away from the uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah. Well, no, but it's the the point is that it's it if something good comes from this, hopefully it's that, mm. and that people people, people you know it kind of people will more. appreciate that more. I think we'll, hopefully we'll focus more on our actual problems than the inconveniences. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. another thing. Another good thing to come out of all of this is that like a lot of other countries. Like, I know Canada had some stuff in place for this stuff. Mm -hmm. It plans in place, which I think is one of the reasons why we fared out... Better than a lot of places. Better than a lot of places and fairly well, honestly. Yep. Um, mm. I mean, a lot of other countries that we all know of, and I'm not going to mention, uh, decided to ignore some of those things. And some countries just didn't have any plans for this kind of a scale... Of an emergency, issue. Yeah. Or they had plans in place, yeah, and, and the person in charge now threw away that budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, that's a whole thing. It, like, people have been talking about superbugs for years. Mm hmm They have. That are gonna, like, superbugs that ignore antibiotics. Yeah. This is not this is, this quite is, there. But, but it's but that kind of thing. It's that kind of thing that yeah. now it kind of puts it into a real perspective. And it proves that we can kind of fix climate change. Yeah. There is still stuff to That's be done. That's actually true. Yeah, the fact that, that you know nobody was driving for there for a few months. I mean, um, up north, their the hole in the ozone layer completely healed itself. Mm-hmm. Um, like which you is could amazing. see China from space over yeah. through the sky. Yeah, strange stuff, right? Like stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like it's really good. Yeah. So there, there are always positives to take away from anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, we are we we are remarkably mm -hmm. fortunate. In this region, yeah, in, the, in this region of Canada, we did, yeah, yeah, to the point where like four of the pro the four easternmost provinces are open to each other, mm -hmm. not to yeah. the rest of the country, but like you're free to travel between. Fingers the four crossed that lasts through the fall. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. honestly, hopefully that that holds up, and I think that mm. a was a smart decision because it made sense because we had kind of had everything under control in mm -hmm. this part of the country. Um. And I think it made it a lot better for a lot of people. Oh, for sure. Like, it just made people a little less, like, flaked out about everything. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Well, that's, I mean, that's one of the been, been one of the biggest effects of all of this. It's not that, I mean, there's lots of people who are sick, but there's far more people who are, you know, suffering, suffering um, like, mentally or emotionally from the isolation and all that kind of stuff, too, right? Yeah, you don't think it's like, it's like, okay, Something so we got to stay about. home for a couple months, and then, like... Five weeks into it, you're like, I would commit actual murder to go walk through a bookstore right now. Right. Totally. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, so that's, I think that's it for us there, yeah. Emily. Thank you so much for, for having us. Yes, thank you very much. Yes, thank this you. has been fun. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Everyone go out and check out Deli Van Gogh. Check out the new singles. Check out past albums and just... Uh, they also have like this flip book or like diary kind of adventure about Boneyard so go and check that out I'll put links to everything 
on Facebook. You can find it there at Emily Rock Show. You can also read my review on the latest single, Boneyard. So, check it out. <laughs>